Hey, this is Mariela from The Functional Company. All right, today I want to share with you something that I found fascinating regarding the effects of stress on the body and aging. It's, it, when I learned this, I was, I was like, wow, that's so interesting to me. And, you know, it, knowing this allowed me to place more importance on figuring out how to mitigate my stress basically to figure out whether or not something was worth losing my sleep over or not, right? It was like, should I even stress myself out over a situation or not? This little piece of information I'm about to share with you for me made a big difference because, yeah, I went to a conference and I was listening to Dr. Francisco Llano talk about uh, stem cells. He's doing a lot of research and study on stem cells and work with them. And he was talking about the Hayflick limit, which is basically, uh, there's a discovery that the cells have a certain number of times that they divide before they stop dividing. Okay, and so if they reach their limit, then you age a lot faster. In fact, it's kind of like you want the cells to not divide as quickly in terms of each cell population because it's it will help for you to uh, not age as fast, right, basically. Um, because if they reach their limit, then you're going to have a breakdown of the tissue since you're not having cells that are continuously regenerating. You know, it's kind of like you've, you've gone to the end or the limit of the cell division, so uh, bodies start to break down more easily. Younger bodies, generally, you can see that they, they're able to stay regenerating very much. And then as you, as you see an older body, it just doesn't regenerate as quickly, right? And this is why one of the reasons why stem cells have been so incredible uh, in terms of the new technology around it or just the fact that we've been using them more for human health is because if you get stem cells uh, and you put them in an area that your body requires, like it's like already all close to the limit of division or something like that, then you can act, stem cells are a blank slate. So you put them there and you have almost like a whole new population of of cell division that can occur so the, the that tissue is able to regenerate a lot faster there's still some things that they need to hash out around stem cells and i'm not going to get into that in this episode but with this guy dr francisco he was uh he was talking about the hayflick limit and so he's like look if you reach each of your cells is already marked with a certain number of times that it can divide and once it reaches that limit it's almost like you start to break down faster basically so your, your liver cells have a certain uh, plenty of times they can divide, then your heart cells, your skin cells, etc. They all kind of have their own limit and they're not all the same, right? So, but one of the things that speeds up this division, which is the thing that we want to avoid, we don't want to speed up the division because we're going to get to the limit faster. Remember, if you get to the limit of division faster, then your body's going to break down more quickly and you're not able to regenerate as well. So one of the things that actually speeds up this division is stress. So imagine every time that we're stressed, and I'm not talking about stress for five minutes or something like that, but if you are in a chronic state of stress, you, your body is literally, your tissues, your cells are dividing at a more rapid rate. Therefore, you are literally aging faster just because uh, you're in this stressful situation. And you can see that people who are in a stress 
situation, whether it's a relationship, work, etc., for prolonged periods of time, they just look like they're older, right? And that's one of the reasons. I mean, we could have different reasons why people age more quickly. This is just one of them. Again, so then I remember when I was learning this, I was just like, oh my gosh, so it's like, you mean stress is literally killing me? It's crazy, you know? I mean, killing my body, you know? So I, that's when, it, for me, I had this realization that I, I was like, okay, I actually need to make sure that I am in control of my life, that I'm causing and creating the things that I want. So I would look at a situation, if it was really stressing me out, and I would say, is it worth it? Is it worth what? Is it worth my speeding up my aging process? Is it worth speeding up the division of my cells? Is it worth losing sleep over this situation? Because when you look at it that, for me, when I looked at it that way, it was like sudden things that I found to be so important, they were less so. And it didn't mean that I didn't handle it or I ignored it or anything, but it just meant that I didn't allow myself to be taken over by the situation and just say oh my gosh this is totally the most stressful thing I've ever experienced ah I can't sleep and all this stuff I would just be like you know what I'm looking at it I'm gonna handle it let's see what we can do but I'm not going to be the total effect of this situation and I'm not going to allow the situation to create a negative condition for my body I'm not gonna allow myself to put myself in that state you know and it really for me at least it made a big difference because what I would do then I would say okay if there is a stressful situation let me see what I can do to solve it try to be more analytical about it less reactive about it and just try to uh, solve it and if I couldn't then I'd have to get help with but I wasn't I wasn't before that I just felt like I made things more significant than I needed to and I was willing to put myself it's like you understand this is the most stressful thing like ah, I just can't you know all this stuff and it's just that you don't understand it's like this big problem and all this stuff but once I learned about this thing I was like okay this is not even worth it's it's like instead of being the age that I am you know currently I'm 35 it's like if I Instead of being 35, I'd be pushing myself towards 45 or 50 or something just because I'm stressing out over the situation and everything is going to pass. It's not going to kill me. And all I have to do is just rationally look for a solution to the situation and preserve my own health in the process. So I just found that to be so fascinating because, you know, it's, sometimes it feels like stress is just this mental thing. Um, and stress actually has a lot of implications for the body in a lot of ways and this is one way you know that I just want to share with you so that if you're dealing with some kind of stressful situation that you um, can at least think with this it's like is it worth aging myself over this problem you know Uh, is it worth asking myself to divide a lot faster and to be in a stressed state or can I simply put a little bit of space find a solution, go to sleep, protect my sleep, sleep well, eat well, go back and handle the problem, you know? And so to me, it was just, it was a really helpful little piece of information regarding stress so that it wasn't so theoretical, like, oh yeah, stress, we all know stress is bad and we shouldn't be stressed and okay, you know, uh, I'm going to go do yoga and whatever, get a massage. It's like, yes, but like, here's a little bit more information on exactly what is happening inside of the body 
whenever we are in these stress situations. Isn't that interesting? I found it fascinating. Well, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, Share this information with anyone you think would find it interesting. And I will see you on the flip side. Hey, this is Mariela from The Functional Company. All right, today I want to talk about a little bit about um, knowing how much fat you are consuming. Uh, because one of the things that I, I have been saying is like we really have to bring down our carbs at, to control blood sugar. Uh, and the carbs are going to vary depending on your activity, your goals, etc. Right? So, uh, but we do, people tend to overeat carbohydrates, so we just got to bring them down to a reasonable level. But once people start doing that, one of the other things I say is, hey, you know, we got to bring up the good fats in the diet. Okay, so uh, the good fats are the things that are going to help us feel satiated and they're going to keep us full from one meal to the next. They're going to let us feel satisfied with our meal, right? And so it's, not only is it important for that, but they also help to pull minerals, absorb minerals into the body. And so it's, it's a, they're very important for a lot of reasons. But one of the things that happens is that sometimes people are like, okay, cool, so I'm going to eat uh, more fat. And then they're like, how much, you know, at first they, they asked me like, how much fat? And I said, just eat enough fat where you feel satisfied. Don't worry about counting it too much. But at some point you do actually have to take a look at how much fat you're consuming. And so I'm going to tell you a little story. I've been helping this pro athlete that he's a pro soccer player, um, just kind of like get down to uh, an ideal fat percentage range and because he's an athlete he knows he wants to be between eight percent and ten percent body fat and so he was uh, above that he was at approximately I think he was 14 or 15 percent something like that so we've been bringing him down from there and then uh, he, he got to about I think it was like 11 percent and then suddenly he, he went back up the following week to about 14 I mean it's to about 12.5 percent something like that and so he was like hey what's happening you know my statistic changed and I said okay well what did you change and so he had consumed some carbohydrates but he would like additionally more than usual and um, usually what he would do is he would give himself like one meal out of the week where he would have more carbohydrates and it was very strategic around his heaviest exercise day and so but he did that and then on top of that he did two more meals on two separate days with more carbohydrates so he actually upped his carbohydrates and at the same time he he actually um his girlfriend changed his meals uh for one week and you know basically uh, gave him something else which was very uh, had a lot of very good fats uh but so then what happened was i was asking him well how much fat are you eating and he just had no idea And so I was like, okay, well, let's actually calculate this because we're going to see whether or not you actually need to bring your fat down. Because remember, fat is is an energy source. And if you're consuming a lot of fat, at first it doesn't matter because you bring your carbs down and you're going to be burning fat. But once you really want to get your body to access the fatty tissue, you don't actually need to be consuming loads of fat, you know, because your your body your body is going to be burning the fat that you're eating instead of your stored fat it doesn't mean you're going to actually gain weight or anything not necessarily although you also can if you if you are just over consuming calories altogether you're over consuming the amount of fat that you're eating altogether 
your body can actually begin to store that as well. It's just too much for what the body actually needs in general, like too much energy, too many ener- energy units. And so uh, with him, I said, okay, well, how much fat are you eating? And he was like, I really don't know. I just know I'm eating plenty. And I said, okay, well, let's break this down. And so uh, I actually had to ask him all these things, right? We actually had to calculate. So what we did was we went into the app that's called Chronometer. Uh, and a Chronometer is great to calculate fat percentage or fat, the grams of fat that you're eating in your food. Uh, so I, that's the app I recommend. And then on top of that, uh, I also know like one of the things that I already have set in my mind is that one gram of sorry, one tablespoon of oil is 14 grams of fat. That just helps me to calculate things super fast. So if, if you have one tablespoon of olive oil, that's 14 grams of fat. If you have one tablespoon of butter, that's 14 grams of fat. If you have one tablespoon of lard, 14 grams of fat. What, you know what I mean? So it's just that, that one way to calculate because high fat intake would be, you know, somewhere between 100 grams and 150 grams depending on how what your your body size is uh that could be like a good amount of fat you know it just kind of varies depending on where where you are right are you trying to lose weight gain weight are you trying to uh, maintain uh, and then are you 5'2 are you 6'2 you know are you big big guy who exercises a lot or, or a much bigger woman who exercises a lot or are you tiny petite guy or girl you know so all these things kind of make it very per- so for this guy he's about six feet tall he weighs approximately 180 pounds and he exercises you know most days he trains he's a professional athlete so uh so it, he's going to be on a higher level of fat so to me i'm just thinking he's going to be he should be eating maybe like 120 grams of fat maybe 150 grams of fat I'm just kind of like ballparking it there but I want to see where he is because if he's at 150 maybe I want to bring him down to 100 grams just so that his body starts to access his fatty tissue instead of uh, the fat that he's consuming so I started calculating and we got into this app and everything and I said well what are you eating this and that calculated everything and then we realized he was at about 200 and 50 grams of fat something around there 250 grams so in in fact he didn't really need to pay too much attention uh, on the fat for some time but once he's really getting down into those percentages where he's like really needing to lose even more uh, he did have to pay attention to that it was like look your body's not able to lose fat um, as rapidly anymore so so let's tweak this a little bit maybe you have to bring down your fat a little bit more and so then what I realized was like, oh my gosh, you're eating almost twice as much fat as you really need to. Uh, so yeah, definitely bring it, bring down your fat, but it's not like you're going to be eating low fat. I'm just saying bring it down to a considerable amount, to a reasonable amount, right? So from 250, just go down to 150, you'll probably see a change there. It, you don't even have to come down to like 50 grams of fat or eat a low fat diet or anything. So he did, he brought it down. Uh, just a reasonable amount and what he noticed was in one week he lost three pounds of fat he was completely blown away he went down to from 12.5 percent body fat he went all the way down to like 10.8 percent body fat something around there so he was like wow three pounds of fat in one week yeah and i said look you stimulated insulin for three different days which is already a no-no 
you you have that uh, you have a little bit of leeway uh, because you're an athlete and you're really exercising quite a bit but because you're really trying to be strict in the fat percentage then we really want to get that to be even lower we have to control it a lot more so you have one meal but if you if you're kind of feeling great and then you break bring that up to like consuming carbs for three meals and then on top of that your fat intake is a lot uh then that's gonna be you know your body's gonna say hey you know i'm gonna store some of this stuff so yeah so all you have to do for this particular guy was like just go back to your don't eat carbs like too many carbs on three separate days just go back to just the one meal out of the week if at all and then on top of that just make sure you uh, bring down your fat from 250 just bring it down to like 150 and let's just see how it goes he did that and boom everything changed it was it was incredible so that's just one kind of uh, story that I wanted to share things vary from person to person and what might work for one does not work for the other so this is just one tip in terms of what I want to kind of just emphasize here is that you know usually at, at the beginning it's like I'm making I'm emphasizing carbohydrates a lot more and so people don't really look at protein and fat but at some point once you've got that grooved in and you know where you are in terms of the carbs you do kind of want to get a good reality and like how many grams of fat am I eating in a day am I eating 300 grams of fat maybe if I'm gonna do that I might gain some weight or am I just eating uh 20 grams of fat no wonder I'm hungry in between meals you know so you got to kind of find your sweet spot in terms of fat as well and remember that uh, if you are consuming fat freely like you notice it's quite a bit of an amount and you're not actually losing fat that's because your 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 body is burning the fat that you're eating instead of your stored fat so what you want to do is just bring down your fat a little bit to some degree I don't know by 50 grams 20 grams it depends on where you are and just see if if that will help get the whole metabolism moving in so you start to access the fatty tissue so that's just kind of like one tr- troubleshooting tip it just kind of depends on person to person it really does because each metabolism is different each body is different and uh, so it's it's really hard to kind of give a, a straight line recommendation for everyone but I just want to give this story about this particular guy pro athlete who really wanted to bring some some um, some of his fat percentage down and kind of like what I did with him that really made a huge difference in a matter of one week. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, Hopefully that was interesting and I will see you on the flip side.